Hey y'all, this is Shanae, this is Ray, this is Sierra, and we're the Honey Chat Partner. Get that out of here, old Bone Thug and Harmony wanna be head ass. Oh, 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 Migo wanna be head ass. Ain't nobody out of sync. I swear to get on my last nerve. I think Dad, I still. What's You're happening? doing it again. You're hating once again. Man, if you don't mind your Daddy, business. Daddy. Man, if you don't get your Rick Ross wanna be head self out of here. <laughs> 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 oh, that's pretty funny. You got jokes. Anyway, let me tell y'all why I'm here. Oh, yeah. I'm Damo of Watch Your Mouth Podcast. It's Save It For The Podcast. And we're joining together with other podcasts in the Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri area. Before I tell you why, let me tell you who those podcasts are. That is Chill University, Three of a Kind, The Honey Trap, and What's Good, Casey? Of course, Watch Your Mouth Podcast and Save It For The Podcast. And we're joining together to throw a podcast holiday drive for you. But what we need from you Oh, wait. Let me tell you the locations first. Plaza Library, 4801 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri, December 7th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I know I said that backwards, so we're going to say it again in another order. This will be on December 7th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Plaza Library. And that's 4801 Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Other drop-off locations will be... Oh, that is Joe's Barbershop, 1672 East 63rd Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Again, I say Joe's Barbershop, 1672 East 63rd Street, Kansas City, Missouri. And they will be accepting things all the way up till December 7th. And what we need from y'all is to bring all your new or genuinely used clothes, shoes, coats, or toys on down. You know those clothes you got in your closet that you haven't worn in years or still got tags on them. Those clothes someone got you for Christmas but you didn't like, yeah, those clothes. Bring them clothes down. Oh, bring some toy, please. Hey, you know you gotta save for the podcast. Hey. It's a hey, he could potentially hear the music we play too, potentially, bro. So we just have to see. Hey. That's life in the ghetto. Everybody ride four feet. Fiends keep their eye on the streets. Egg dead, another homicide in the streets. That's, That's life in the ghetto. Hey. Survive in the streets, a gay ate alive in the streets. If you pour, it's mandatory over time in the streets. That's life in the ghetto. The same life out here is what a nigga make it. I guess everybody's story a little different, different ain't man. it? If you asking about my own, I never hesitated. Had a vision with a bag, real picture painted. Grew up on the block with a cold dream. At the spot, getting drops by the dope fiends. Was the youngest little vato that you stole seen. Mama will make it out, and now we back to the old scheme. Quickly and take it back to the old me, I'll never settle. You survive in my streets, make it in any ghetto. Dying this war, no 21 guns, no gold medal. Chopper for the fake love, shells drop like rose petals. No one can ever rewind his life back. No, we paid dues, and unfortunately couldn't price that. It ain't got a price tag, ain't that spend on it. Never knew the cost, just knew I had That's my life hands in on the it. Everybody ride four feet, fiends keep their eye on the streets. Every day another homicide in the streets. That's life in the ghetto. You learn to survive in the streets. A gay ain't alive in the streets. If you pour, it's mandatory over time in the streets. That's life in the ghetto. Exactly.
Yeah, I like it a lot. I um I actually start writing to it. Um but I, I want to approach it in a Shut different up. way. Like I want to touch down on certain things <laughs> talk about plant-based foods and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know, diabetes, you know, for sure. you know, stuff like that, you know, cause that's the things that go down in the ghetto. Oh yeah, you talk about yeah. that other side of the, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, hell yeah. yeah. I took it all the way there. Yeah, like, like the you hell wanna you get a dose yeah, up? Yeah, for sure. Yo, 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 oh, yo. If you see it, don't talk. Mic check, mic check. Yo, yo, what's going down? What's going on with you, man? Oh man, fucking around, what's up the guys? What's I happening? We I good. Hear you. I hear you. Listening to Life in the Ghetto right now, man. Okay, for sure. Hell yeah. What's up, man? Talk to me. All right. Welcome back to Save for the Podcast, man. We got a special guest in the build. Well, over Skype. Oh, yeah. What is over, it, Skype? It's FaceTime, man. Over FaceTime, baby <laughs> gas. Uh, can you... Uh, hey, man, what that shit do like, man? Hey, look, first and foremost, I appreciate y'all having me on this motherfucker, too. Nah, we appreciate you taking the time to get on this joint. How did you? How did you even hear about us? Go ahead. All right. Yep. Yeah. Hear me clearly. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. For sure, man. Yeah. Like I said, man, I appreciate y'all having me on here. Dope. So we appreciate you. How did you? Uh, how did y'all even hear about us? Say it again. How did y'all hear about us? Shit, y'all. I, I think y'all y'all reached out to us. Y'all left a little comment under one of my pe- uh, yeah. pictures talking about get. You know, we need you on the podcast, so you know, we tapped in. You know, I had management do their little homework, so they, you know, they set the whole little plate up. For sure, appreciate. That's for sure. Can you uh, tell the people who Baby Gas is, real quick? Man, Baby Gas is the ghetto vato from East Oakland, California. Man, deep East Oakland, California, to be exact. 900 zone for anybody want to know the specifics. Uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm just, you know, just a uh, 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 from the ghetto that really just trying to put the voice out here for the people, man. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I say the people, I speak for all minorities, all others for sure. Where does baby gas come from? Like the name, baby gas, you know, um, uh, in Cali, you know, I'm sure the term has spread throughout the map. But before, you know, niggas was talking about smoking gas and all the shit, you know, in Oakland, you know, when you was just talking shit, you was gassing. Facts. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, the gas term just came from, you know, me just being me just being the youngest, youngest on my block, youngest in my neighborhood, youngest around anybody I associate myself with, and just talking that shit. You know what I mean? Well, I was, yeah. you know, I'd be in a I'd be in a studio in the streets with niggas twice my age. But on the same exact same height, you know what I mean. So that just pin, that that just pinned out to me. It stuck to me. Right, and you said you're from the Bay Area. Yeah, I'm from East Oakland. Yep. So, who, was your influence ah, influences like Mac Dre and Too Short and them, or who were some of your influences? I mean, I when you say that, I can't speak for everybody else. Right. You know what I mean. But for me, as an individual. Uh, you know, of course, you know, Mac Dre and, you know, Mac Dre and artists like that, you know, they part of the culture. So growing up, you bound to uh, catch wind of that, whether you out really outside or you're not. But uh, actually me personally talk about my personal self. Uh, some of my biggest music influence were uh, Louisiana artists. Mm. You know, like, you know, I was a big fan. Of, you know, I was a big fan of uh, 
Lil Wayne growing up. Uh huh. You know what I mean? You you, you know for uh, you know long long time Lil Wayne had the shit sold up. You feel me? Stop People playing. don't even give enough credit to that man. To be honest with you, you know what? Lil Boosie. Lil Boosie, credit. Nah, he don't get the credit. Believe it or not, you feel me? Because keep in mind when Wayne was out and he was doing the whole attitude shit. For sure. You know, niggas, niggas was always bad mouthing. You know right. what I mean? Until ten years later, where he no longer doing music, people are finally starting to realize, like, damn, this nigga was actually one of the greats. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know, he might get credit, but you know, a lot of people forget to mention him when they list in like top fives and top tens. Mm-hmm. What, what what started you rapping? Shit, uh, when I was growing up in my neighborhood, man, uh, you know, my my uh, my my brothers had a a group called Five and Dime. Five and oh, you know, that's our area code out here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So they used to have a little little rap group and shit. It was like the first that was the first people I ever knew that was really doing this rap shit, was pressing up CDs, was working out the trunk. You know, they'll be on the block freestyling and shit like that. So, you know, uh, they might you know, they I'm sure they did it for different reasons, but once I caught a wind of that whole little rap shit, you know, I started playing with it myself and sooner or later it became more like a therapy, you know what I mean? And then, you know, it was just storytelling. What type of uh, rapper would you consider yourself? Shit. Uh, you know, I like to, you know, obviously I like to, I, I like to back the name up. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing anything and everything. But my main style, like I said, is really speaking on that real shit. You know, that shit that other people is embarrassed to even speak on. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of the new generation, the new music we get nowadays, people glorifying the design the clothes, the the foreign shit, the jewelry. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to glorify the struggle. You know what I mean? And you know, when we was growing up, it was embarrassing to really be where we was at. You know what I mean? It was it, it was embarrassing to be that low. You feel me? In the food chain. And a lot of people used to lie about where they live. A lot of people used to lie about what they really had back home. And that's really that that's really the message that I be trying to push, man. Just, you know, appreciate the struggle while you're going through it. You feel me? Like right, you know, everybody out here, I mean, I I know you see it every day, everywhere, all over the map. You got spoon fed right here trying to be from the streets. For sure. While people from the while people from the streets trying to do the reverse. You feel right. me? So right. we you about to say something? Uh, you know, that, that, was, that was me. We uh we posted a uh video of you freestyling. You was freestyling in the studio, I think. Uh, I, I don't know which one it was, but I know you said something about triple double, blah blah blah. You said you was freestyling, and one of my homies from Cali had hit me in the inbox. Was like, hey, hey, that's cool and all, but why you let him say? Why you post that and he saying nigga on there? So for some of the people who don't know where is that, what your background is exactly. And think you just be saying nigga out of nowhere? Could you let them know where you from? I mean, like yeah, your background okay, so, for real. Okay, so you know to get more detailed on that. First and foremost, if you ain't never been to the Bay, you know, let me clarify that for you. You know, the Bay Area. You know, we're black and brown oriented mm-hmm. all the way. You know what I mean? Me specifically, I'm the only Hispanic in my neighborhood. I grew up around nothing but blacks. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where my, that's where my ghetto vato term comes from. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, growing up in my neighborhood, me and the rest of the people in my hood, we used to influence each other. You know, so I tell people this is, this was crazy is that, you know, 
the the streets kind of racist because you know my mom was a single mom used to be working day and night, so I, I you know I, I I didn't really learn my culture until I was probably like eleven or twelve. You know, growing up in my younger days, I learned the culture that my black folks was putting me on. For sure. You know, I learned about black history and all that type of shit before I learned about my own culture. You know what I mean? Every every everybody's situation gonna be a little different. Like I said, but you know, speaking on my perspective, you know, I get that a lot too. Like why you talk, you know, why you talking like that? You know, like why your slang like that? Like you you sound like you're trying to talk black. Yeah. You know, and uh at the end of the day, bro, you know, English is a white man's language. You know what I mean? So it's it, you know it, it's kind of you know it's kind of senseless to be arguing about who talks the white man's language what way. You feel me? <laughs> if I came through talking like Swahili or something, you know, then we could say you know he up here trying to be yeah, black. Yeah. Or <laughs> nah, you know what I mean? For sure. But when you come up in this motherfucker, like why you why you talking like that? But it's English. You know what yeah. I mean? This ain't even our language to begin with. You know what I mean? We just, you know, we just adapting to the shit. So, you know, anybody out there, man, like I said, uh, I know a lot of people come from them places, them states, them cities that are still segregated. You know, the blacks hate the Mexicans, the Mexicans hate the blacks. But you got, you know, I I think you got to just come down to the bay to realize it, man. Like, right. it ain't even just Hispanics and blacks. You know, we got the Asians, Asians out here. Yeah. You know, we got the Asians with the shit. We got the Middle <laughs> Easterns out here with the shit. You know, you know, the, the other card, you know, the other card, it, it, it go a long way out here for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I just wanted to clear that up because I also grew up around Hispanics and they, they said the same thing. Like, so it wasn't a problem for me. It was a problem for that person that I had posted when they seen it. So I, yeah, had, for sure. I wanted, so that's why I wanted to clear that up, because that's the same thing I told them. We grew around Hispanics that we called our brothers and they said, nigga, and all that because we looked at them. As the same struggle, but when I grew up, I learned that Mexicans didn't really like blacks or like that back in the day. So that's yeah. where I get. I mean, you gotta, you know, you just gotta take. You like I said, you gotta do your homework on each individual. At the end of the day, I'm I'm half Mexican and half Salvadorian. Uh huh. So anybody, anybody that's familiar with the uh, Salvadorian culture and Salvadorian history, you know, there was that. You know, they had they had sent slaves uh, over there years back. You know what I mean? So, so the, you know, we had a lot of blacks in El Salvador, you know what I mean? And and down the line, you know, you started having mixed kids. And, you know, if you're Salvadorian, you, you're bound to have some type of percentage of black in you. You know what I mean? So that whole, you know, I, I, like I said, you know, them type of comments that come from people that really don't do their homework and just kind of just comment just to comment. You know what I mean? So, so, is, it, so is, it, is it just you rapping? Or y'all got like a group, or is it somebody else? You know what I mean? Nah, it, 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 it's just me. You know, I got a, you know, uh, I got my own little uh, label called Trap Hours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is something that I created back in 2013 as a, you know, as a as a label and as a as a clothing line. And uh, you know, I did that when I was rocking with this. So I was rocking with this from uh, probably about my. 13-year-old days to about, like, my 17-year-old days for about four solid years. But this family, that's family right there. Jay Diggs in um, them? Meaning Jay Diggs? Yeah, Jay okay. Diggs, Kilo Kurt, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, the whole Thiz Latin family, you feel me? Gold Toes, you wow, know, everybody Clyde. like that. Those were, my, those were my early stages, you know what I mean? Those were my early stages. So, you know, shout out to the whole Thiz family. But as of now, you know, 2019, present day, 
I, it, you know, it's just me right now. A lot of my day ones is either gone or locked up. So right now, I'm to the necklace holding sh this shit down right now. Besides my whole management team and shit, of course. Was you rapping when Johnny Cash got killed? Nah, those were actually like my early days when I was playing around with it rather than taking it seriously. Bro was one of the hardest on that theater oh roster, though. <laughs> he was. Like, he was. He was. You know, unique, he was. Man. That, he, he, yeah, he he was he was he was on another level when it came with that wordplay, bro. For real, he was talking shit. Was he any influence at all? Uh, I wouldn't say an influence um, as an individual, but for sure the whole theater culture uh, itself. You know what I mean? All that, all that, all that movement that Mac Dre left behind. Yeah. You know that's just kind of how we. You know, I say Mac Dre out of all the artists because. Mac Dre, even though he was from Vallejo, he represented a lot of the Oakland culture too. Mm -hmm. All that pimp shit, you know, the pimping hoes and all the shit. That you, you know, yeah. that's town shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's Oakland shit. You know, the the, the original Blade. You know what I mean? So, you know that you know that's our culture right there. So that's the reason why I, I say Mac Dre. Besides all the other artists that were coming up around the same time, you know, in the in the movement he left behind. You know, the whole hyphy movement. You know, and all the shit was just a way of life. Besides from the shit that people used to see, you know, the going dumb and all the shit. Mm -hmm. That shit was just a way of life, bro. That was, you know, that's when we was young. You know, that's when actually, when bro was, you know, when bro first passed away, I think it was like 2004, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was you know, uh, uh, 04 or 05, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, the following year, E40 came out with that Tell Me When to Go, you know, 2006. That was like, you know, that's like some of the last years of my city kind of being popping like it used to be. You know what I mean? You, you you used to be able to go to Oakland and the whole strips, MacArthur International, all that shit was booming. You know what I mean? So those were the times that was an influence to me. You know what I mean? Like 04 to 06, you know, 04 to 07, all the way to 09. You know, keep in mind, I'm, I'm from 95, bro. I'm only 12 years old. How old are you again? I said I'm 24. Oh, okay. Did y'all already ask him how, uh, how long you been rapping? Nah, no, okay, no, 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 no. I'll be missing shit, man. How long you been in the game rapping, man? Shit, uh, professionally, I say like, uh, I say about like 10 years now. Oh, yeah? You know what I mean? I, I picked it up, started playing with it around like 10. And, uh, you know, I, I, I started doing my thing around like 13. I actually got a little dope little head start because one of my partners used to be a little graphic designer. Brought me to a studio over there in Oakland. And, uh, you know, the, the, the person that was engineering was uh, Lee Majors. So anybody that's not familiar with Lee Majors, he a, he, he, a, he a legend, you know, he a legendary rapper from West Oakland. You know, he from the West. You know, and uh, when I when I was young, you feel me, we, you know, he got like two, three projects with the uh, with the uh, uh, with the jacket called the Go Box. Mm -hmm. I think they did like two, three of them projects. You feel me? So. Bro already had his name for, for himself out here in the West, uh, in the West Coast, the whole the whole Oakland period, really, you know. So when I hopped in the studio with him, um, I you know he was the engineer, so we was just up there running studio time. I did my first little track, and then he pulled me to the side, and you know he was all like, uh, "Hey, bro, you the hardest fucking Mexican I ever heard." You feel me? Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, anytime you ever need something, you trying to do a track, you know, tap in. So I'm like, man, it's funny that you said that because uh, I got another track in my email that I'm ready for. So that same night, first night I ever did my first song, me and Lee Majors cooked up, which to me 
local wise, it was a big thing for me. Yeah. You know, like, you know, when I was coming up, you know, I didn't really care about who was popping at the time. I cared about working with people that I grew up listening to. Right. You sure. feel me? And, and Lee Majors is one of them. You know what I mean? So that kind of kicked it. You know, that kick started it off pretty cool right there. You know what I mean? Probably like 13, 14 years old. That's dope. How long did it take you to get to get actual, uh, actually comfortable with music? Uh, and making shit, your own I'm music? still, you know, I'm still getting comfortable now, you know, uh, because the game keep changing. And every time the game changes and renew itself, you feel me? I end up back in the in the in the zone where I'm not really comfortable. Like right now, 2019 going out to 2020, it's a young man's game. You feel me? All the all the 17 year old artists, 18 year old artists. They, it's they funny you say that. Being 24, <laughs> you know, exactly. You know exactly. You know, exactly Early OG. You know, 24 right now. And you know, it's damn you already like getting old. <laughs> you are old, you know, nigga. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you see all these, you know, you see all these young, you know, young niggas like you got NLE Chopper, like 16 years old, you know, bruh doing numbers. You got NBA young boy, I think just turned 19 or 20, bruh been That's doing bruh been the most viewed on YouTube for like the last two, three years. You know, it's like I said, it's it, it, the, these young cats out here got shit sold up. So, you know, there we go again trying to adapt to the game. So, but, you know, to answer your question, I, I really ain't ever comfortable, you feel me? Which, uh, to me personally, I feel like it's a good thing, you know, just to keep right. trying to adapt to shit. Change. But with Future, Drake, and uh, niggas like 2 chains and all of them still being able to thrive in this day and time, no matter how many times the culture switch. Yeah, but really you, that- if, you, if, you, uh, if you pay attention, like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even use... Future as an example, because, uh, you know, Future got a lot of dope-ass projects, but we're not going to deny the fact that Bubby putting out some watered-down shit sometimes. For sure. You feel me? And, you know, I've seen, you know, I don't know Bub personally, but I've seen some of his interviews lately, and I think the ego kind of knocking him off. You know, as mm-hmm. far as Drizzy, though, you know, a Drake, all, you know, he, he like an E-40. And when I see an E-40... Is that E40, you know, been rapping in this shit like 25 years plus, and the reason he's still relevant is because he ain't never scared to work with the youngest. You know, yeah, you got a lot right. of these old, you got a lot of these OGs in the game that feel intimidated, like somebody here to take their spot. You feel me? But then you got real OGs like an E40 that you know they respect the fact that there's the new, and instead, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. You know what I mean, and you know that that's what it is. You know, you got Drake do the shit with like Black Boy JB. Yeah, you know anything, anything that's popping. You know, bruh most likely on on the remix. Yeah, you know he be you know I, and I fuck with you Drake know what for that. Doing. You know, be, being such an artist from that bit, you know, being an artist on that platform, I fuck with him for that. You know, because he do reach a lot. You know what I mean? And uh, I was actually living in like uh, I was living in Houston for like three years. Um, you know, around like 2013 to 2016. And, uh, you know, I, I, I fuck with the rap a lot family real tough. You know, my DSD one family over there real tough. And one thing I always saw was that Drake used to touch down in the city and fuck with a lot of the upcoming artists. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, so I think that, you know, I think that I, that got a lot to do with it, man. You know what I mean? If you really peep game to all these new music videos, any OG nigga just dropped, he got a young nigga at the end. Somewhere in between that song is a young nigga for sure. I know you. I know you said you uh really just fuck with the people that you grew up listening to for real, or uh, 
You really don't go looking for nobody to feature on your shit. But if you could, if you could feature with one person that you know your shit would go crazy, who would it be? I know you design your songs and then you you listen to your song and be like, he'll go dope on this. But if like you could have just anybody feature on your shit, who would it be? Man, I'm not gonna lie to you, like uh you know, uh, a year ago, that that have been easier because I would have instantly said like Nipsey Hussle. You feel uh, me? Ah, shit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, RIP to the great. Yeah. Uh, but you know, now, right now, you know, I, I be peeping more artists like, uh, you know, there's an artist out uh, out, out of LA. His name is, uh, you know, Boogie. You uh-huh. know, you know, Boogie. I think his name is like Westside Boogie. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Breath from uh, the LA area. He he dope as fuck. Then he got a, then you got that other uh bro from um uh South Central. What's his name? Uh Buddy. He was on the Nipsey Hustle album. You know what I mean? I be I be on shit like that, bro. Like uh, you know, uh and when you see, you know, it's funny that you say I don't go out looking for features because at some point I did, and I'm still kind of adapting to it because that's what the fans want. But uh, honestly, bro, you know, the thing is that when, when I'm cooking up music, bro, we got to be on the same vibe. For sure. You know, like we damn near got to be in the studio together. Not forcing you know, me. You know, because a lot of people, you know, this new game, people be like, send me something. You know, and I, you know, I won't say names, but I had, you know, I had a few tracks, you know, that was real heartfelt. You know, nigga let his soul bleed on the track type shit. And I sent it off hoping that this specific artist would do his thing on it. And it seems like when I was recording it, I was going through some shit. And when bro was recording it, he was just on a whatever hype. Because when he sent it back, we wasn't on the same page. You feel me? And it yeah. wasn't about, it, it really didn't matter how popping the nigga was because I went ahead and took him off. You feel me? I'm about to say, what was that conversation like? Like, how do you how do you tell like an artist, like, I'm assuming it was a big name, something like a big name. What do you tell that artist? Like, I'm not feeling it or it just ain't, it ain't the right vibes? Or they probably nah, reach back you know, I, nah, nah, I tell them like, uh, you know, it wasn't really the what I had envisioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And uh, you know, and if anything, if we cooking, you know, for future references, let's get in the lab together. You know, because uh, you know that's the that's the problem. You know, I, like I said, it's it's 2019, man. It's a numbers game. Everybody doing tracks with people that just doing numbers, and they probably mm-hmm. might not really be fans of each other. Uh, but I still kind of stay. I be tr- even though I be trying to adapt, I also stay try to stay true to myself. You feel me? Cause we don't never know the, the game might switch back. Yeah, you know, shit. Two years from now, we might go back to bars. It, it's right. gonna get back there for sure. Was that a paid verse or was that a like like a bono verse? Nah, I, I, man, I ain't never paid for a verse in my life. Oh. I, I, there, there was one person in my you whole think? life that I ever paid for a verse, and it was a. Uh, it was my nigga Band-Aid from the Hood Stars. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 I, I'm not sure if y'all familiar with the Hood Stars, but they had an EPA out here in the Bay Area. You know, that was real big during the little hyphy movement. And uh, and when I was a kid, man, I reached out to Band-Aid, and it was like a miscommunication. You feel me? I, I was a young nigga, like 13, you know, asking for a feature. And when <laughs> bro pulled up, I thought, you know, I thought bro was going to do it off of love. Bro pulled up. And uh, you know, you know, was trying to collect a little back end like any artist would. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was lost. Like, man, I thought you was gonna do it off of love. Yeah. So you know, the nigga drove like two, three hours to come fuck with me. So I shot him. 
I shot him some little cheese and shit like that. But at that time, you know, I was 13. I was still in the trenches. I was mm-hmm. living in my car. You feel me? So whatever little change that I did give him, that was that was a big thing to me. You know what Straight I mean? How did the Mozzie feature come about? Shit, the first one, which is the one that is just me and him, that was in Houston. I was staying, I, I was still living in Houston. You know, I was fucking with my Houston niggas out there. We was over there in, uh, 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 we was over there in South Park, I remember. Um, and uh, Mozzie came through, you know, he had touched down from Sacramento and he ended up linking with my folks out there. You know, we tapped in, we locked in. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I do, you know, I do all my own, like 90% of my videos is edited by me. Damn. You know, all my, all my, all my, all my covers, all my graphics is done by me. You know, uh, uh, probably like 60% of my audio engineering is also done by me. So when Brett came to the studio, he was looking for somebody to do his video. And, you know, I went ahead and I was, you know, it was just like 2013. I told Brett, I'll, I'll shoot your shit for you. You feel me? I don't even I fuck with it. And Brett was like, come on. You feel me? He ain't even asking no questions. We looked. We knocked out his video. And uh, when Brett was, you know, when Brett reached in his pocket, ready to break bread, I stopped in the, and I was like, man, we in the studio. Let's just cook up. For sure. Just shoot, yeah. me, a, just shoot yeah. me a verse for the just shoot me a verse for the video. We call it even. And you know, bro was like, man, that's too easy. You know what I mean? So right there that's instantly, dumb. you know, we had um, you know, we hopped in the studio. It was me, him, and uh and June the genius, you know, uh dope ass producer out of uh Houston, you know, produced man, the nigga the nigga produces like half of Atlanta's platinum records. You feel me? June the genius, shout out June the genius. Me and Mozzie was just rapping a cappella back and forth that day, and bro was just cooking the beat around us. So, you know, it was a, and you know, anybody that heard that song, it's a dope ass song. Like I said, that was all done, like I said, vibing together in the studio. Yeah, that's some of the sweetest music. Not even, not not just because of the music, but just the experience. In yeah, itself. for sure. You, you know what I mean? Some, you, you'll never forget that. No matter if the song, in. yeah, no matter if it's a song or not, you know, stuff like that, you can't. Yeah, for sure. Off top. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, to, to go back to Nipsey a little bit, uh, you see how like once he's gone, like his numbers just shot up and everything like that. Like, how how do you feel about that? Like, well, you know that you know that kind of uh, when bro first passed, you know I knew that was coming. You know, and I even had made a post right. about that. You know, because uh, you know I've been following Nipsey for a lot of years and uh. Being myself, I also got a clothing line. So, you know, aside from his music, the biggest thing that I used to follow was his clothing venture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we used to pull up to L.A., you know, probably about like three, four months prior to him passing. I pulled up to L.A., pulled up to the Marathon store, you know, went up in there, spent some money right quick. But most importantly, checked out Brown's whole layout. You feel me? Uh-huh. Just to kind of, just to kind of know that bro was from the trenches and made some out of nothing and took over a famous uh, little uh, plaza in his hood and turned it to his. I mean, that's you know, that's everybody's goal. You know, right. what I mean? right. you know, whether you want, whether you don't live there no more, you still want to come back to your own neighborhood. Like, nigga, remember when this used to be this? Like, nigga, I own this parking lot now. Right. You know, so. When I stepped up in there, you know, I went up in there, I walked into the Marathon clothing store, 
you know, the nigga that was a cashier, you know, was, you know, was his close partner. You know what I mean? All the little cribs from the hood and shit like that. So to me, it was just a dope ass outlook. Like this nigga really from out here. You right, feel me? And right. putting everybody, he really put in everybody in position. So, you know, I followed, you know, even, even on the music side, you know, I respected the fact that, uh, you know, I respected the fact how, um, you know, he was turning down all these deals, um, you know, until somebody respected the fact that he wanted a partnership. For sure. You know, uh, yeah. rather than just like, hey, you signing me, you ain't signing me, we signing with, mm -hmm. with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, bro just had all that, you know, bro, bro made sure that he knew he, what he was worth. You feel me? Like, kind of like a new school P. Diddy, you know, back in the day when, when uh, you know, when, uh, not P. Diddy, my bad, P. Miller, man, fucking, uh, Master P. Yeah, you know, so, you know, um, you, like back in the day when bro was talking about how he only had like $500 in his pocket mm -hmm. and they offered him a million and he turned it down because he knew if the white man would give him a million, they was probably making a couple more mil off of the shit. Right, and see, murder so, was know, pissed bro. at him. Yeah, you know, so bro, you know, bro was patient. You know, like yeah. I said, if you've been following, if you were following Nipsey, you know, bro was patient. Yeah. And um, you know, so you know, right now to today, like I said, I'm I'm from 1995, bro. So it's safe to say that Nipsey Hustle was the Tupac of my generation. First, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, you know, whether a lot of people might not agree, but a lot of the shit that Tupac had an agenda for, Nipsey Hustle executed. Yeah. No, you know man, what I, mean? I don't see how anybody can disagree with that. It, it almost seemed like his death is bigger than Pac's in a way, though. Like, because he's touching a lot of people who didn't even know him at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, like, you know, it's like his mom said, got like, you know, I, I seen the little interview that his mom did. She was uh, uh, speaking on the fact, like, Y'all looking past the fact that, you know, his death was part of his agenda, you know, because they knew they knew that until bro passed, nobody would pay attention to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, the, and the second that he did, you know, everybody start posting the smart shit he was saying. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, the little master plans, you know, uh, uh, you know, the whole Dr. Seppi situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. You know, I mean, it's bigger than that, bro. And, uh, you know, that's actually, uh, aside from all the other shit, that's actually the last physical hard copy that I ever bought in my life was the victory lap. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, nigga, I went I went to like two, three best buys looking for that <laughs> motherfucker. You feel me? I, you know, you pop open a, the little old school CD. They got the whole little poster yeah. with the credits oh, yeah. and the little, little secret message. Mm -hmm. That's the last That's that's the last CD that I've ever bought, probably ever will, because that motherfucker's damn near gone now. For sure. Do you ever uh, think about death and, and not doing what you wanted to do before you went out? Yeah, for sure. I do. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I think about that, uh, I think about that daily, you know, um, you know, right now, you know, right now, currently I'm, uh, um, you know, I, I'm still recovering right now know. from, a yeah. from, a from a shot that I took to the leg, you know, and I got my ankle blown off, you feel me? And, uh, Man. at that, you know, at that moment, you know, it was like, you know, I, you know, anybody that know, you know, you got a main artery down there. You know, so when I, you know, when I got, you know, when I got popped, I didn't really know exactly how to process it. For all I knew, I was, I was gone that Can't day. Send you to the veggie state. Yeah, you know, so you know, I'm thinking to myself, just like you said, like, damn, 
I might not have been going as hard as I need to be because I could have been gone today and my agenda still hadn't been fulfilled. You feel me? So, yeah. you know, I'm on I'm on that type of hype right now. I'm in the middle of bouncing back and uh, I'm in the middle of, you know, executing on everything that I got on my plate. You know, we was holding back for too long, man. But I think this upcoming year, this is the one that we really got to, you know, really release everything we've been having up our sleeve and shit. So with that said, like the success of life in the ghetto, man, how 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 you feeling about that right now? Cause that mug, that view count looking pretty high right now, man. <laughs> yeah, so you know, life in the ghetto was, you know, it was it was definitely a, it was definitely a relief because uh, if you anybody that been following my career will tell you that my biggest song is Thirty on Me. Yeah, I seen it. You know, and Thirty yeah. on Me got three point six million, no features. Uh, no big features, just me and my niggas, you know, me and my day ones. And uh, we did 3.6 billion in the hood just off that little track. And uh, I always thought like, man, I feel like I ain't going to top it. I feel like I ain't going to touch that mill again. And uh, uh, and when Life in the Ghetto came about, um, you know, uh, we already knew what the song was going to do because for the people that don't know, man, Life in the Ghetto with E-40 is actually a remix. You feel me? That's, you know, that's not the original. You know, the original Life in the Ghetto track was dropped on Quarter Soups and Sugar Water, which is a project that I dropped in 2017. You know what I mean? And uh, I had that original. I had that one original, and I felt like people slept on it. So me, me and management got together, and our product management team got together, and uh, we decided to kind of revive that little track. You feel yeah. me? Kind of legendary on it. You know, I, I instantly thought of 40. When I heard that track, I instantly thought of 40. Oh, I thought it was a thing where he like heard it and was like, "Oh, I got to jump on that shit." Nah, he uh, you know, we uh uh one of my managers actually reached out to him and uh, you know, uh we wasn't talking about that track. We was talking about cooking up period. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, in my head I'm thinking like, "Man, why don't I put him on this like ghetto trap?" And you know, some you know, some people on my management team didn't really agree. You know, they was like Nah, you know, E-40 kind of more on like that club hype. You know, he do like that party music. But that's the new E-40. If you follow E-40 20 years back, he was, For sure. he was on some yeah. straight mob shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I, I was confident about that move. And when I sent him the track, you know, he tapped back in and he was like, ASAP, like, you know, let's, let's get it. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, bro bro did that off of love. And uh, when, he, when he knocked out that feature... Uh, he called me and told me to do the video, you know, so it worked in the hand, man. That was dope as fuck, bro. You feel me? He fought you. Been looking up to bro for a long time now. I'm sure a lot of people do. You know what I mean? So that was definitely some legendary shit for me right there. So did you get to shoot that video as well and edit that? No, that one, uh, that one actually. So I got one, I got one director that I've been working with lately. And I've been actually letting him be 100%. Usually I'll have people shoot it and I edit it or they'll just shoot my performance scene and I shoot the rest of the video. But lately I've been let, I've been letting everybody play their position and I've been fucking with my boy Rob Driscoll. He also the one that shot, uh, he shot like four of my videos. He shot my most recent one with Slim 400 as well. Yeah. That ain't safe. So, you know, me and him got about like four or five more videos on the way. So, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with this one person right now for at least like another two months, you know, and hopefully I can kind of supply a different look. You know, it's time to change it up. You know, Slim recovering itself. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So 
you know, I'm over. Uh, uh, I feel like people want to see different shit. You know what I mean? So I'm fuck. I'm fucking with Bronx some new looks for sure. Yeah. Uh, is is uh shooter a remix of Thirty on me? With uh, what shooter? So I think I, I got like. 20. I think Swifty Blue is on there. Swifty Blue. Oh yeah, nah, nah. What makes you say that? Well, uh, I think I heard a couple of the same words in there. On if I was looking at the right video, I think I heard a couple of the same words on there. That's why I thought it was a remix of it. So, but the real nah. the the question I was really getting to on there is, uh, I was reading the comments. And on that video, it was saying, like, under the video, it was like, this is big. The North and the South been beefing for a minute or whatever. So, did y'all, I don't know if that's, like, Swifty Blue is from a whole different area than you, right? Yeah, he's from SoCal. He's from L.A. Right. I'm from the Bay. I'm from Northern Cali. So, y'all did, did you, was that purposely done to show unity or whatever or bring people together? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was definitely part of our agenda, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, just to clarify, you know, on the comments, you got to, you know, a lot of them people, like I said, are misinformed. Yeah. You know, a lot of people on that, uh, on them comments think that, uh, think that I'm some type of like, like a, a northerner or something, you know, or, you know, like, a, you know, like I'm a North Daniel or I bang North, you know, like I bang North there or nothing like that. Yeah. It ain't it ain't nothing like that. You feel me? Just for everybody that watching, you know, uh, as far as you know, as far as this behind the wall shit. Anytime every ever been locked up or ever been, ever been locked up, I rock with the others. You know, that's that's you know that's to clarify. You know what I mean? I rock with the others. So I rock with the Asians. I rock with the Islanders. Right. Feel me? Like I said, we everybody's situation different. You know, somebody might be like. So you ain't rocking with the Paisas? Nah, because I'm not a Paisa. You feel me? Like on my, my on my everyday life, you feel me? This is me. I rock with nothing but others. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think a lot of people just get it confused because I fuck with, you know, I fuck with a lot of individuals. And, uh, you know, I still stand behind my agenda, man. You know, if I fuck with you, I don't go fuck with you banging. For sure. You know, I'm, fucking with you you yeah. are, I'm fucking with you because you a solid individual. You know what I mean? That's how so, people should be, yeah. You know, so, you know, you because, know, you know, it's safe to say that every gang got suckers in it and every gang got shooters. For sure. You feel me? So that's like every neighborhood. You know what I mean? So when I go to SoCal and I'm fucking with, with, with this side, that's because I'm, I'm touching down in SoCal to their city and fucking with the with the solid individuals in their city. So, you know, and at the end of the day, man, that's the problem with the Bay Area, I think, right now. A lot of people be trying to stay away. At least the Hispanics, they try to stay away from uh, from uh, LA, man, and they kind of have like this hate towards LA. But when I pop up to LA, they love us. Mm -hmm. You know, they 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 fuck with us. Like you, you you from the Bay, like you know they they show us love, open arms. And when we come back home, you know it's a different type of thing. Like, oh, you fucking with them LA niggas. So look, at the end of the day, bro, I ain't never been a follower. You feel me? I've always been my own individual. You feel me? So I do what the fuck I want at the end of the day. Yeah. With that so, being said, your your music, you said uh, they want to hear something different, right? Why not just make the music and just make them like you? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, that, and you know, that's the point. You know, like you said, if you look at them comments, you got a lot of hate comments, but you also got them comments, like you said, like this is big. You know, I had a lot of people, I had a 
lot of people uh, message me like, hey, bro, I just want to thank you for that song. Not thank you for that song in the sense of it's the dopest song out. You know, it's yeah. dope, but they thanking me on the sense of that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, bro, even though you ain't an actual gang member, you know, from Northern Cali, you know, you affiliating, you fuck with them individuals. So when you connecting that bridge, it's already doing something. And, you know, uh, on some on some penitentiary shit, man, there's a there's a, you know, there, you know, there's some peace treaties involved, you know, between the gangs and shit. You know what I mean? So anybody that know, know, you know, it's, it, it's the perfect time to connect this bridge. And I'm doing it. So. That's dope. That's dope. Did, did after after Nipsey passing, did anything kind of get bridged over there? Well, you know, uh, you know, Nipsey uh, Nipsey's passing. I feel like it affected more of the uh, it affected more of the black gangs, and I, I feel like I feel like the black gangs. Like just, this is me outside looking in. Uh, I feel like more. Of, uh, you know, I feel like the black gangs be they be getting more to the to the money. You know they. You know, because, you know, we obviously always see the Bloods and the Crips united. You know what I mean? And uh, on the Mexican side, you don't see that shit. You know what I mean? You don't, you know, like, you know, with, with L.A., you know, with Nipsey Hussle and YG did for that fuck Donald Trump uh, track. Yeah. You know, when they brought their section together with the other section plus the Mexicans, you feel me? They was, they damn near looked unstoppable. You know, I know for a YG fuck with the Mexicans hard. <laughs> uh, he froze up. He froze up one time. Received that video, you know what I mean. So uh, I feel like you know, bro's passion, you know, definitely made a lot of the black gangs kind of like look this blood and crip shit, you know, be in the way. You know, we stick together, we can really make a change, and they did. You know what I mean, and they still continue to do so. I think it's just my people that are having that that little trouble. You feel me? Did you it's say? Not- did you say it was like a uh, lack of unity in Oakland as well? Did you say that? Did you did you say that? Nah, you know that. I mean, to a certain extent, not as far as not as far as race is though. You uh-huh. know, uh, nah, we all stick together as far as race. Real, but I, you I was, do got your little, you do you got you do got your little games. You know, yeah, you still got a small portion of yeah, northerners. Yeah, I was, I was speaking more like on a music tip kind of like uh, reason being because I didn't know uh, I listen to a lot of. These guys are the music head. I'm, I'm, I'm like more mainstream stuff. I was trying to figure out like what's G Easy's like impact in Oakland because he's from the Bay Area as well, right? G Easy. Yes. So yes. I, he's mainstream. I'm thinking. I mean, because uh, Nipsey is a big influence on you. Are you still? Are you staying on the independent level as well? I mean, are you going to sign a deal ever if it's offered to you? Or are you still? Oh like yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I feel the same way. You know, uh, to answer your first question. Uh, G G Easy's impact is a big thing, you know. And you know, to be real blunt about the situation, is like I remember when Bro was first coming out. You had a lot of the haters. Yeah, I was. That saying. was like, man, you ain't from the town. You ain't from yeah, Oakland. That's what I was thinking. You know bro. what I mean? Like you, you from right. you from Berkeley. Yeah, you know, that, that um, nigga tough. Too. That nigga, that's and, what I'm saying. You know, tough. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, though, uh, you know, I ain't never heard Bruh sit there and say that he was like from a certain hood. You know, so you know. Oh, we make it work. I don't know what happened. Uh, hold we'll on make one it work. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on one time. Uh, one second. Yeah, I got you. Okay, well, let me set it up. Hold on, let's see. Okay, so yeah, so um, 
like I was saying, um, you know, when bro first came out, you know, a lot of people were hating, but hey, I never heard bro sit there and say that he was from a certain hood or anything like that. So for all we know, bro might be from the hills. You know, bro might just rap Oakland in general. You know, not everybody, you know, I've always said this, but there's people that's, you know, there's a difference when somebody's from the hood, the ghetto, compared to somebody that's really from the streets. Yeah. You know, yeah. you could be from, you could be from somewhere, you know, there's there's individuals that, that grew up in the projects, but they mama never let them outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like you know, I, like I said, you know, I at the end of the day, I fuck with G.E., bro. You know, he put it on for this open shit on a whole nother level. Dude. You know, on a certain on a, on a certain level that a lot of individuals probably won't get to rap on, just for the simple fact that you know a lot of people stuck in that hood mentality, stuck yeah. in that crap button. You feel me? So you know, shout out to G.E.Z. He signed know, to uh, a, is he is he signed to a major? I think he is. I, I I I I'm not. I, I, he for sure, yeah. He for sure. I think he signed a Sony. Okay, okay. Yeah, dude, tough. Hey, yo, why you keep fucking niggas, girls, and they being okay with it, man? You say what? Why you keep fucking niggas, girls, and they being okay with it? Cause they scared. Why you keep doing that, man? Oh yeah, cause they scared for sure. <laughs> you, know, that, uh, you know, you know that's a. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, you know that's a uh, uh, you know that's a true story for you. That's a reoccurring you know, thing in your music, man. Why you keep doing that? Yeah, you know that's a real. You know that's just for you know that I just had a th you know I, I speak real. You know, I speak facts, man. You know I don't, I don't never drop names, but I speak facts for sure. And that was just me kind of you know that was just kind of me speaking for a lot of people in general. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know it was it was really more like a. Um, like a general message wasn't really on nobody specifically, but uh, it That's was funny. you know it's a lot of these niggas you know a lot of these niggas know know what time it is you know they bitch be choosing and they decide to just turn the other way. Yeah, I just thought that line was funny and dude, you said it, you said it in different ways a couple times. I'm like, damn, this nigga really out. Here. <laughs> this nigga really out here fucking they bitches. What what can we expect, <laughs> man, in the future? Hey, uh, that's what that shit. I tell okay. people don't don't even worry about me. It might be. It, 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 be my, it, it might be my bitch coming back with so something. You know, a lot of niggas oh. worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You was asking her? Yeah, I was saying, what can we expect in the, in the future at a, at a baby guys? So, you know, we just dropped the, we just dropped the Ghetto Vato Project, you know, which is the brand new album that just dropped. You know, so anybody that ain't heard that, you know, tune into that. Aside from that, I'm working on nothing but singles. You know, I got a lot of big shit coming. You know, I'll give you like a little teaser. You know, I got some shit with D-Lo coming. I got some shit with June on the beat. You know, um, I got a couple little things with a couple Chicago artists, you know, that I'm working on. And um, I'm actually working on a big single right now that I'm getting ready to drop 2020. You know, so that's going to be the next thing to expect, man. For real. That's actually the next thing to expect. Y'all check out that new single that I'm about to drop do you um, ever, in January. You know, you ever, we look yourself, you ever look yourself up on YouTube? <laughs> did, did I ever look, have I ever looked myself up? Yeah. Up on YouTube? Yep, yeah. I have. Plenty of time. <laughs> so I was listening to your music this morning on the way to work. So I'm scrolling, uh, just trying to find more songs to listen to. And I'm like, why the fuck is this... 
a baby has gas <laughs> video on my feed of the YouTube, but I forgot your name was Baby Gas. So it's pulling up all kind of babies that got gas. You, you know what I mean? It's just a little dumbass video. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro, I, hey, I you know that's, I that's and you know that's a you know that's certain shit that you know that's certain shit that come with it. You know that was one of the early that was one of the, like the early jokes that that people had when I first started doing this shit, you know what I mean? The whole baby gas name. But like I said, there's a, you know, there's a story behind everything, bro. Yeah. You just gotta, like I said, a lot of these people, you just gotta ask, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, people run around this motherfucker just assuming, nigga, you ask a real nigga, you gonna, you gonna hear, you know what yeah. I mean? So anybody, you know, anybody that's not familiar with the name, you know, like I said, I, you know, I'm familiar with how funny it sounds, mm -hmm. you know, but I, and you know, and when I first started, you know, it's funny that you said that because when people used to look me up, that's all you used to see. It was the little babies and shit like that. <laughs> but you know, you know, that was, you know, that's the motivation. You know, that was motivation for us to, uh, for us to keep working, you know, working. You know, now, fast forward to 2019, you talking baby gas, I'm for sure the first nigga that first pop up. Pop you up. Feel you me? ever so, had to smack you know, the shit out of a nigga for disrespecting your name like that? You said what? You ever had to smack the shit out of a nigga for disrespecting your name? Uh, uh, or the, just the, making uh, jokes yeah, over I, the I, baby gas shit? I, I, okay, nah, yeah. I thought you said like disrespecting my name in general. I no, saw no, plenty no, no. of over that. <laughs> <laughs> as far as as far as the as far as just the name, nah, bro. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I've always had I've always had a certain way that I carry myself, bro. And I, you know, I've I always showed respect and I demand respect. You yeah. know what I mean? So. I don't ever, I don't ever feel like I've ever came around and came off like one of these goofy niggas that you could just open your mouth to anyway. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's a, you know, that's a big thing. A lot of people um, in this gang nowadays, they act a certain way. They talk a certain way. They, they push that tough guy shit. And that creates a lot of hate. You feel me? And, uh, you know, I, I grew up around real OGs, you know, and we would, we always get respect, but at the same time demanded it, you know, so. You know, niggas don't play with my name. Niggas put respect on my name. You feel me? You heard me. You put a video up earlier today on Instagram talking about stepping out of your comfort zone. Niggas need to be able to uh, step out of their comfort zone. I guess not as as far as not worried about pleasing the hood all the time and all of that. And uh, doing what you got to do to make money and make your music. You know what I'm saying? How far out of your yeah, comfort zone sure. are you willing to... I think that go. I'm. I, I, to me, I feel like that's always been a. That's a life lesson sentence right there. You know that could go. That could go a long way. You know that could. You know uh, it could be a nigga from the streets listening to that message. You know. When people hey, like when you pop off, it's like Nipsey said. The reason that your day ones are so sour about it is because that came from that same sandlot. You know, the same sandbox, you feel me? So when you end up escalating and elevating to another level, that hurts a different way because the nigga know that he was at the same point you was and now you are where you are. Yeah. You feel me? So, you know, everybody go through that. Every artist go through that, that whole, oh, bro, ain't from here. You know, bro, don't be in the hood no more. Yeah. You feel me? And they forget about the purpose. Like when we first got it, when we was kids, that's all we thought about. Like man, I'm about to I'm about to move out this motherfucker. I'm about sure. to go. I'm about to fly. You know all this shit. You know, and, uh, shout out to the real. You know, shout out to the real niggas that really travel the world and really get out their comfort zone, man. I, I, I'm big on that. I advise everybody else to do it. 
You know what I mean? Uh, ain't too many motherfucking uh, places uh, like home. We all know that. But at the end of the day, man, I, I feel like not everybody's not everybody's goals and destiny gonna be touched by staying at the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and that, like I said, that 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 message that I said today, it go deep, man. You know, it, it can even go to it can even go to a nigga or a bitch that's looking for some love or something. Yeah. You know, you you know, how you you get out your comfort zone, like they said. How you know that the person you gonna spend the rest of your life with from the same hood as you? Nigga, you know, there's bad bitches yeah, in Paris, bad bitches in Brazil. You feel me? So, uh, you know, that, like I said, it, it, it's a deep sentence when you say get out, step out your comfort zone. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I really meant that for everybody, not just people mm. in the music game. Right. You know, not just niggas, not just people from the streets. It's really anybody in general, man. Step out your comfort zone and I promise you, you'll see a difference. You are, are you getting into filming too? Feminizing what? Like movies? Movies and all that. Like, yeah. Could you do all your editing and you write all the uh, scripts up for it and stuff like that? So Yeah, you know, I do I do a lot of the you know, I do a lot of the treatments and shit like that. I haven't got to that level yet, man. You know, I, I'm kinda trying to uh you know, I'm one of them artists that I, I wanna be able to experience every step of the way. Right. You know what I mean? So even you know, I, I you know, you got your you got your artists that uh blow up from one night to another. And that's cool, you know. But uh, typically, a lot of them times, them same artists ended up end up falling off because they don't even got the humbleness or they don't even got the strategy that each step of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, one thing I've always said is we ain't scared to lose at all because we always knew how to get it back. Mm-hmm. You know. So if you ain't never had to bounce back, if you ain't never went to them stages of of struggle and bouncing back. You could, you know, they always say, bro, it hurt when you fall from higher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, motivation is different. Yo, you you familiar with the battle rapper Geechee Gotti? Say it again. You familiar with the battle rapper Geechee Gotti? I ain't, bro. I'm not even going to sit here in front. Man, y'all Who mannerisms and everything is just alike. I would have thought y'all knew each other or something. He, where, he, where, where he from? He from Cali. I just don't know what part. Like he's like the biggest battle rapper in Cali right now. Like he uh, didn't came to New York and took shit, that whole see, shit I, over. I, I don't even be paying attention too much to battle rap. It's funny though, because you know that's how you know that's how we started. That's how I started. You battle know, rap back in school. Yeah, yeah, like you know, middle. You know, not like no real battle rap, but like middle school, high school days. You know, everybody used to be like this. This nigga rap. You yeah. know, I had a. I, you know, I had a situation back. It's like probably like eighth grade. You know, I had a. Uh, you know, everybody knew that I rap. I was probably like one of the only Hispanics that did rap. And uh, there was, you know, there was another nigga at the school that was, you know, used to be rapping. But he was black. Mm-hmm. So you know, when we first started, you know, a lot of people didn't really accept it. They used to say like, you know, this this rap shit, this this a black man's game. Yeah. You know, that's a that's a struggle that we first started with. You know, I know when hip hop first started. You know, out East Coast, you had New Yorker. You know, you had like Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. Like Fat Joe and Nori and You all know, them. but you didn't have no Mexicans though. You right, know what I mean? Right. So you know, a lot. You know, a lot of people used to be like, "Man, this this Mexican nigga raps." So you know, one day, you know, this this other rapper, you know, he glad he come pull up on me, and he like, you know, he kind of be confident too. He's like, "Bro, meet me at the cafeteria, bro. In fifteen minutes, we about to battle." You know, so nigga, I, I, I can't, you know, I can't <laughs> go to jail. 
You know, I can't tear it down. You feel me? So, <laughs> now I pulled up to the cafeteria, pulled up with my little entourage and shit. Brother had his whole little entourage. And you feel me? Story. Man, sure enough, it was, you know, it was the underdog came on top. You feel me? And, and uh, you know, uh, everybody ended up rooting for me. And brother kind of like came over the table and whispered in my ear. He was like, you know, respect. You feel me? Like, to me, it was just funny because, you know, we know what we come with, but we was it was during them times where people really didn't know what Hispanics were capable of. Now, see, the thing that I always push this line, and, you know, I want everybody to know this. If you ain't never been to where I'm from, you know, uh, I just want to say this. You know, my city has always been, you know, uh, anytime they shine the light, it's typically like a black artist coming out of Oakland. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, and they kind of shine the light on, on, you know, on the on, on the black artists as far as like what's going down in Oakland, takers around Oakland. But for anybody that ain't never been to the town, man, the Hispanics and the others, you know, are responsible for half of the shit going on in the city. You are know you what I mean? Whether whether no matter what it is, getting money, you know, uh, uh -huh. uh, you know, homicide, all of that. You know, we're responsible for half. So while niggas is out here storytelling and telling the story of our city, you know, don't forget don't it's two sides out. to every coin. You feel me? So, you know, that's the line that we push. And, uh, you know, that's the, the actually that's my biggest line that I push, man. The ghetto vatos out of town right now. Everybody, anybody will tell you, man, uh, 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 us Mexicans out of Oakland just a little different. Oh, that's do, you, do you feel like you're going to be the one that get y'all that recognition, though? Do you got that feeling? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, that's, you know, you got, you got to have that type of confidence. You know what I mean? And you got to have a little extra, you know, some people might take it as cockiness, but you got to have that, you got to have the hard shell, you know, and it was, it, it's just that same hard shell that we had as kids. You know, I had one of my, I had uh, one of my partners tell me like a little while back, you know, we was roasting each other, you know, and I was, you know, I was flaming these niggas. You feel me? <laughs> and Brett Teller, Teller, he was like, I ain't gonna <laughs> He was like, you got clear. He was like, you got clear for a Mexican. You feel me? And I told him, like, at the end of the day, bro, keep in mind, I was around number black. So when I was growing up, they used to flame me, bro. Like, from the hairline to the bowl cut. You feel me? That was on my ass. So I just, you know, I, I, I knew how to respond back. That, you know, and it's a set. It's the same method that I use now in the music game. When people don't accept me, it's cool, bro. You know, that's motivation because we work. Can you flame him on the spot real quick? Man, I can't. <laughs> I'm not even going to do bro like that. <laughs> as far as the rock, I ain't going to lie. With the roasting, I bust back. I'm not even going to lie yeah. to you. With the roasting, I bust back. I don't ever bust first when it comes to the roasting. You yeah. feel me? But a nigga roast me, I got clear for all three of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm hoping you and my man over here, Nick, uh, can work together one day, man. He wanted the real rappers from around here too. So man, I think y'all tie in real dope. Oh, yeah, together. okay, for sure. So what? Kansas City Mo. You said what again? You started skipping. Say yeah, 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 but Kansas City. Missouri. Kansas yeah, 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 Kansas City, Missouri, man. For sure. Yeah, I ain't gonna yeah. lie, man. That Missouri side, hey, that Missouri side, man. Y'all got, y'all got some KKK shit going on over there. <laughs> so what? Why you say that, man? Man, I, man cause last, last time I, you know, Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, probably like the first, 
the first city where I actually experienced like some real racism. For real? They call us. Yeah, cousin yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I can't recall the actual little little uh, place that we went to. It looked like a little downtown type shit. Yeah, uh, but it was like high. It was like high light or something. Shit like that. You feel me? One of my niggas took me to this high end restaurant, and uh, and as soon as we hopped out the Eddie car, Hines. I see none. I see none but white people. So I'm thinking like, okay, this might be the rich area. You know, we got sections <laughs> like that. You know, we got sections like that too. Yeah. But I hopped in, you know, I hopped in the uh, the restaurant. We was like four, five deep. We hopped in the restaurant. And as soon as we sat down, the waitress came up to us and said, uh, "We we don't have no food." And what I'm like, "Y'all ain't got." I'm like, "Y'all ain't got no food." And she was like, "Yeah, we ain't got no food." And I was like, "Well, shit, we we'll just take some drinks." And she's like, "Our kitchen is actually closing." <laughs> what you time know was what it? So it had to be like eleven. Again. It had to be like eleven o'clock, G. Say that one more time. What time was it? Man, it it, it, it was nighttime, bro. It was See, like it was probably like it was like eight nine though. You feel oh, me? Okay. Oh, I, had nah, they was I had looked at I had looked at the restaurant hours. They were still open for like another two three hours. <laughs> you feel me? Like you should have told him you was ready. The fun. reason I did that because I wanted to make sure, like, man, let me. I might be tripping, bro. Nah, fuck that. Niggas was on some real. Ready to lynch niggas if niggas didn't hop out that restaurant, bro. Oh, hell no. Nah. Yeah, I would. I can't, even think of a, I can't even think of a restaurant with Eddie V's or shit like that. And we he don't really experience that down here for real. I ain't never it experienced ain't that, it. It ain't that bad down here, But man. we have, I, we haven't seen five Mexicans walking down to the parent ladies. <laughs> we haven't seen that, so. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, don't, you know, uh, you know, I, I know, I know what KC Mo consists of. You know, I, I, I fuck with both sides. I actually fuck with, Chance. I actually fuck with 10th Street on both sides. You know, I fuck with my niggas on 10th Street on, on the Missouri side. And I fuck with my Mexican niggas on the, on the Kansas side on 10th uh -huh. Street. You feel me? So, you know, I'm actually real familiar with, uh, with Kansas City. I, I probably about like two, three years ago, I just got done doing, uh, a uh, whole tour in the Midwest. It was me, Al Pacino, and Devin the Dude. Oh, that's you know, we so went, you came to the ride know, room? Devin the Dude. You said, said it again? What'd y'all perform at the ride room? Shit, nah, over there uh, in Missouri, we did the Prohibition Hall. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. You know, and then we did, we did Lawrence, Kansas. We did Wichita, Kansas. Uh, we did the Nebraska. Hey, y'all here, man. Link up. Yeah, we're just waiting on it to clear up again. <laughs> clear up one time. So we get him to close it so he can uh promote close. his junk. Yeah, we be cool. At least before we close out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> it's all good, man. What's up with your Wi-Fi out there, G? Man, that that's that that's that Missouri Wi-Fi. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, man. We, we uh, did y'all have anything? Else? Cause we definitely want to get him. Yeah, I did want to. Um, uh, what did you have any questions for us? Man, I, I really did. But now that you asked, if y'all listen to, if y'all listen to uh, a good amount of my music, what would y'all say is your most favorite track right now? The, I like uh the one with you and um uh Slim Four Hundred. That ain't safe. Ain't safe. 
I really like that. And Life is a Ghetto, but I, I'm going to be honest. I like your verse on Life is a Ghetto. I don't, I'm not really. Okay, for sure. Because I, I didn't, I didn't agree with uh, E-40 attacking it from the veganism. Uh, I know it's E-40, but I mean. That let me let me let let me let me uh let me elaborate on that. <laughs> you know, cause uh you know it's funny that you said that. You know, cause that you know that's a big thing. And the reason the reason that I you know I I caught wind to it, and I, I thought it was actually dope that he. I think only E forty could have pulled that off. For sure. Was really it was really for the simple fact that uh, you know that you know that goes back you know that goes back to. You know, shit like that. What he was talking about, bro, goes back to slavery days. Yeah. You know, like when he talks about, you know, when he talks about eating pork and all that shit, you know, intestines and all that shit, you know, that's the shit that they used to feed the slaves back in the day. Mm -hmm. See, see know, what, he said, what he was saying was dope, but how he approached it. Yeah, I think it that's didn't, It didn't give us the same feel that you gave. Like, when I heard it, it was like, oh, man. You know how you said your other dude threw the 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 vibe off that you had to cut him off, like it what it didn't match your uh, verse, I guess your feel is what I'm saying. And I'm used to E40 getting on everything and just taking off. You know what I mean? Like that's just me being honest, though. Oh uh, no, nah, hey, and shit, bro. You know, you know, uh, uh, criticism is the best thing, bro. You feel me? So. You know, we appreciate the honest opinion. You know what I mean? Me, personally, I was the same way. I didn't expect for him to come that way. But the more that I listened to the verse, yeah, you know, that's real That's real life in the ghetto, bro. You know, he, he, uh, you, know <laughs> you know, that's real life in the ghetto as far as, like, you know, people in the ghetto not knowing about health. You know, that's a big thing, bro. People dying from diabetes, high cholesterol, mm -hmm. heart attacks. You know, that's, that's shit that they do to the minorities. You feel me? Yeah. So... You know, like I said, the thing about that track, it was more like a conscious song. That's what I like to call it, because mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the young, a lot of the young fans didn't agree either. Because at the end of the day, life in the ghetto was storytelling about about shit that we went through. These right. young kids right now barely going through that shit, so they're not. They ain't trying to listen to none of that shit. They love that shit like ain't safe. They want that high head shit. See, I, I wanted to hear. He just didn't make his presence felt, man. Like 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 he normally do. Yeah. To 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 me, y'all y'all need another song for sure though. For sure. Can we can we make it like? Can we make it clear to the listeners though? You don't exactly glorify that life. You more so teaching, right? Say that one more time. I'm saying you don't you don't exactly glorify the life you came up in. You're really teaching people about that's something you really don't want to go through. Yeah, man. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like anybody that really went through this shit will tell you the same thing, though. For you sure. Know what I mean, like, uh, you know, that's why they say, like, why you rap about? Why you rap about this? Why you rap about guns and shit like that? And then you know, we don't want to rap about it to influence you know the youth to go out and some crash dummy shit. We rapping about it because we storytelling. Yeah, you know this. This the shit that we really went through. Sure, reality. Yeah, you know yeah. this. Is, this is this the shit that we really went through. This the reality of our situation. And uh, at the end of the day, we just a product of our environment. You know that go that goes back to all the all the shit that you know the you know the comments of why you talk like that, why you yeah. act like that. You know the lifestyle you came from, the lifestyle you pushed. At the end of the day, bro, you can't you can't. 
I ain't the one to blame, bro. You feel me? I would, you know, I ain't choose to grow up in the ghetto, my nigga. For sure. If they the option, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have been in the fat house for with bad bitch, all that. <laughs> you know, but I didn't have them options. You feel me? We, we grew up in the trenches, and uh, all I can do is kind of have that little voice for them kids that's going through the trenches right now, the, the right kids on. that's on EBT and food stamps right now, and embarrassed to tell their partners that their mama get EBT. You feel me? Because everybody, you know, I just told my young partner the other day, I'm like, you walking around with your shirt tucked in, trying to show off your Gucci belt, like, 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 like you looking for some validation or something. You know what I mean? Like you want, you like you want the next man to tell you that Gucci, that Gucci belt is dope. You know, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm against all that shit. Right. Yeah, and niggas could, niggas could quote me on that because you know I ain't got the, I ain't got the money that I really want to have. So you know, I know a lot of people be like, man, when you get, when you get a bag, you don't think different, you are gonna blow it. You know, but I, like I said, you gotta appreciate your moment right now, bro. You feel me? A lot of people, a lot of people go broke trying to look rich, but I know a lot of rich niggas that look broke. For sure. Hey, for them, for your boys out there that's embarrassed about them food stamps, tell them save it for the podcast or buy them from them. <laughs> Man, I'm saying like, you know, that's you know, we tell you know, I, I you know, that that food stamps, man, you know, we. Everybody, you know, everybody look at it different. I was just with my nigga the other day. He said, look, nigga, I got like 10 credit cards, 800 credit score, and I still swipe food stamps. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, bro, you feel me? You know, a lot of people might not agree with it, but like I said, you know, uh, when we was coming up, you know, I'm not for the projects, you know, but we did get government assistance, you know, and it was never because my mom was on her ass or anything like that. My mom was getting it. She just didn't make it. You feel me? So, you know, there's differences out there. You know, a lot, you got a lot of bum bitches nowadays. Got hella kids running around and you get EBT. That's a different story. Because, you know, compared to a single mother really hustling for kids and still not being able to make ends meet. You know, it, it, everybody different. You know, everybody got a different story, bro. But for sure, man. Shout out to the EBT and all the bitches selling that EBT. <laughs> Anything, anything else you want to uh, promote before we let you go, man? Hey, one thing I do want to promote is TikTok, man. Anybody that fuck with TikTok, that's a new upcoming platform, man. Make sure y'all follow me at Ghetto Vato. You know, a lot of people might not fuck with it. You know, a lot of kids on there. So if you, you ain't on it, make sure your kids follow me at Ghetto Vato right on TikTok. Gotcha. Another thing, um, before we end off, we always ask our guests, man, what advice would they give us as a podcast? You always ask what's that one time? You know, it makes what, what, what's the advice you would give us as a podcast? As a podcast, I, you know, uh, as, as advice, I, I'd probably go, you know, kind of emphasize on what y'all already doing, man. You know, you know, you know, uh, I'm not really a big fan of the uh, of the podcast that you know be on the typical shit. You know, ask typical music questions, or you know, I'm not I'm also not a fan of podcasts that you know that you know that talk about you know that talk about you know like uh, gossip shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're trying to get niggas wrapped up. So from our interview today, from our interview today, you know, I like I like the fact that uh you know I like the fact that y'all was asking me some shit that didn't even have nothing to do with music. Because a lot of these interviews, you know, I'm a, I'm a music fan. So a lot of these interviews, when I'm watching my favorite artists, I can't even tell what kind of person 
he or she is as an individual because of these questions they get asked. Yeah. You know, it's your t- it's your typical when the music dropping, uh, when you doing this, when you doing that. You know, uh, I like them interviews where niggas start asking like, "What's your favorite food?" You know, all the little shit right. like that. So, you know, so when if y'all could do some more shit of like if more shit like that, that's a dope podcast to me. You feel me? Pretty get sure. niggas out their comfort zone and shit. I seen a. Uh, like Angela Yee, Angela Yee got that uh, lip service. Yeah, and she be having, she be having niggas, she be having niggas in there with the right. with the Hennessy bottle asking crazy ass questions. But that should be having me on my ass, though. That's the type of shit niggas want to listen to. You know how we usually, yeah, that's how we usually are, man. We got crazy <laughs> questions, but we don't know how people gonna react. So certain people gonna react. I mean, we, you are first Cali artist or California personality, so. You know, we didn't oh, want to ask no. nothing crazy. For sure. Hey, for sure. But I, like I said, I appreciate y'all having me, Brad. And next time I touch down in Kansas, uh, in Kansas City, I'm there looking forward Thank to linking up. All no, right, cool, no. man. Y'all got our contact. All right, for sure, man. Say less. Appreciate, appreciate you. Love, appreciate bro. you, man. For sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was cool, man. Y'all niggas dope, man. Y'all, boy. Are you gonna end us out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to talk talk about something else? Nah. Huh? Man, the camera probably just stopped rolling. They probably stopped rolling. She had one job. <laughs> one job. One job. Hey, put it. Hey, put it to sleep. Hey, put it to sleep. <laughs> My nigga, hey, hey. smiling wow. like you put it. She still on? My nigga, hey, up there. She smiling on? like you put it to sleep. But nah, I ain't gonna end it. I I, I ain't gonna end it like that. But we have hey, hey, you know you gotta save for the podcast. Niggas, bitch niggas, storm in the cliff. Ain't no love for these niggas and these hoes sucking yet. 
Enemies want my life, so I'm tinted up. On the bucket, low B, who blammed up? Slim get the first call, now my homies pulling up. Clear it out, you ain't gotta ask why they aired it out. In them trap hours, I'ma pass on a fit. Morning, noon, and night, I'm trying to scope what I can hit. For a couple bags or some gang banging shit. We don't care who outside, anybody can get hit. from a Oh, 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 bitch, I gotta watch my